It's coming in three, two, one. On the air with FDT TV, the premier West Ham and Arsenal football podcast, brought to you every Monday by Michael Hawes and the Invoker. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the next instalment of On the Air with FDT TV. My name is Ian, and I currently have a new claret and blue haircut. Uh, and as always, I am joined by Mr. Michael Hawes. How are you doing? Much better than I was last week. Very good. Last week, I felt absolute crap. This week, I feel crap, but better than I did. Fair enough. How are you? You, 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 I, sound, I, you sound a little bit... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit congested, a little bit there. Uh, as is the time of year. Um, before we get started, if you haven't already, please go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. We're almost at a target of 100 subscribers. And you doing that really helps. I'm going to just sort of split my... Uh, That's split my perfect. Uh, do you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember, do you remember that program, Rosie and Jim? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it reminds yes, me of. Unfortunately, I am old enough to remember that. <laughs> Um, but we've had a few odd things happen in sport this week. We have a new Formula One world champion, if you didn't know already, Max Verstappen. Um, won his first, took away the ability for Lewis Hamilton to win it, to man on a trot and become the most decorated F1 champion in total. Lewis Hamilton and his team Mercedes seem to be a little bit sour, if I'm honest, a little bit bitter. Uh, despite having the rubber the green for the majority of the F1 season um, with sort of the rules and the decisions by race control. Um, I think they were lucky to be in it, if I'm honest. I'm going to take this off. It's absolutely sweltering here. I've had the heat on all day. <laughs> Back to normal. Um, yes, yeah, so, so that, that happened. Um, whether Lewis Hampton will return, that's now the next question, isn't it? Mm. Personally, I think he will. I think he wants that... that that record that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, he's going to need to do well to, to do it. And I think he would enjoy the competition, if I'm honest. Um, but that then moves us on to today's controversy. Mike, being the team that have been in the Champions League most, maybe you can talk us through the whole palaver. Well, but I'm almost kind of forgetting what it's uh, it's all about, mate. It's it seems like a distant memory ago since we we're in the Champions League. Um, yes, so controversy today in the Champions League. There was uh, a a balls up with the draw. Um, UEFA cut or yeah, UEFA have come out and said that there's a, a third party system issues. Yada yada yada. Uh, some of the people, some of the teams weren't in the correct pots. Um, and I think it affected Atletico Madrid, Manchester United, and someone else. I can't remember who the other team was. But uh, so it had to go for a redraw. Um, so they started doing the draw, all went a bit tits up, and realized that it made a mistake. There are people that are coming out and saying it's a bit of a fix. Some of the, the draws that they were saying weren't going as they wanted to. So, um, oh, yes, we've made a mistake. We have to do it again. Bullshit is what I'm calling. Um, so, yeah, there have been some good draws. Atletico Madrid are now playing Manchester United, ironically. Um, let me just double-check very Chelsea quickly. have still got Lille. So yeah. they got a relatively easy draw in, in terms of Champions League, I think. 
Yeah, uh, so Chelsea did a very funny tweet, actually. Chelsea versus Lille, scrubbed it out, and then Chelsea versus Lille. Um, Ajax versus Benfica, Atletico Madrid, Man United, Villarreal versus Juventus, uh, Inter Milan versus Liverpool, that should be a good game, and then Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. Mm. Um, that will be a very interesting next round of draws, I think. Yeah, and, and say Barcelona in the knockout stage of the... Uh... Europa League playing Napoli of all people so I think that's one big team potentially going out which is good for West Ham who are in the pot for uh, actual the actual draw which is good one thing I didn't one thing I didn't realize is actually nice to see because obviously you see teams benefiting from um, being not or being the worst out of the Champions League draw and then dropping down into the Europa League but it's good to see that they're doing something very similar to the the Europa Conference League now as well so that means Spurs are gonna fuck it up again no trophy for Spurs this year well I think I think there's a potentially because they've, they've still got a game to play haven't they and that's going to a disciplinary mm-hmm. commission and I think they'll be handed a loss so I don't know if they get actually removed from it because it will leave them on less points. So, yeah, it's really good. Lots of COVID outbreaks, allegedly, amongst mm. the uh, Premier League. I, I'm just, I, I personally think they're probably just hankering for a few extra days off. <laughs> um, there's a few few teams now have had sort of a bye week because of Tottenham. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. some of the bigger clubs are now saying, well, we've got a problem as well because we need a rest. Because although, okay, if players are ill, it will create a little bit of a problem coming back actually the rest that they will get in their legs through doing a lot of miles with a lot of international breaks and a quite a heavily congested fixture list this year um i think will do them a lot of good personally i think if you can't field an 11 they've all got under 23s they've all got um under 18s if you can't field an 11 then you you get a handed a three nil loss Uh, all of a sudden they had a field a team that was one thing I was going to ask you, actually. Obviously, there have been a few teams that have come in out with this whole um, COVID crisis business. Obviously, it's no secret it's going on in the world at the moment. Do you see it happening again that we all go into um, kind of like a, a a break from sports? No, I can't, just I can't for the see time it. I can't no. see it. I, I, think, I think they will probably bring in stricter protocols again for footballers um, and, and other sports people. It seems to be the only sport it's affecting is football. Um, and you have to ask, is that because some of the, the players are mindless fools that can't stick to uh, social distancing rules? Not saying that is the case. It might just be a little bit unlucky. But um, it seems to be a bit odd that it's the only sport it's affecting. Just saying. Um, so, who did you play at the weekend, Mike? Southampton. And if memory serves me correctly, you said half decent result as well. Yeah, I, th- I think the scoreline flattered us a little bit, for, especially from the first half. I mean, from about 25 minutes onwards, we kind of grew into the game. But it was one of those games where we started slowly, <laughs> started poorly, uh, giving the ball away a few too many times. Um, the age-old issue of Arsenal giving the ball away and being caught on uh, on the back heel there was a couple of times that Southampton were in and if it wasn't for Superman Aaron Ramsdale, he um he definitely kept us in the game early doors. However, um as soon as we got our counter attacking goal, 
uh, Lacazette. So it's one of these ones we've seen a couple of times already played out from the back. You think it's going to be a little bit risky. A uh, few chinky passes up the top of the um, up the top of the the, the pitch, and uh, nice cutback for Alex Lacazette, and he fires it into the top right or top left hand corner, depending on which way you want to say it, either the keeper's left or Alex's uh, Alex's right. Mm-hmm. Um, we then grew into the game a lot more. Uh, Martin Erdegaard got the second, and I'm struggling to remember who got the third. Uh, give me two seconds. This is really poor. I do apologise. Was um, it Mill Smith Rowe? No, it's Gabriel Magalhaes. Gabriel Magalhaes, yes. Yeah, so he had a uh, header ruled off for offside and then um, another set piece and this time got got it into into the net and it stood. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've got to be honest, as I mentioned in the podcast last week, it was a little bit, was a little bit unsure about going into that game because... I mean, the way Southampton started, it was it was kind of like I predicted that had they turned up on the day, or if they turn up on the day, they can cause a few problems. They've got a lot of pace in the team, but I think after we certainly scored, um, it seemed to kind of take the, knock the the wind out of their sails a little bit, mm-hmm. and they never really got back into the game. So it was a, a nice, comfortable game in the end, um, but there was a few a few moments to start off with. Fair enough. It's um, it's good to see that you've sort of found your shooting boots as well, because um, it's been a little while uh, since Arsenal have really gone on and, and scored the, a number in a game and you kept a clean sheet. Now, um, do you think, here's a question, if Aaron Ramsdale gets injured between now and the end of the season, uh, you're going to then start to struggle and that's potentially where we may see a, some sort of dipping form or a downfall of Arsenal's upward trajectory? Yes, um, and I, I mean this with no disrespect to Bern Leno, but if Aaron Ramsdale gets injured at the moment, Bern Leno is also on the injury list with a niggling groin problem. So that leaves um, a conqua, I think his name is, who's um, been promoted from the academy team into the first team this year. We saw him a couple of times in pre-season. Oh my God, is he ropey? Yeah. Um, but again, that's that comes down to age and experience. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near the quality to be pushing it anywhere near the third, the first team at the moment. Um, but certainly, yes, I do see if um, if Aaron Ramsdale gets injured, we are going to be buggered for the, for the time being. Well, let's hope it, it happens sort of between now and Wednesday because that would be really good for us. <laughs> um, so, moving on from that fixture, uh, we'll say a little quick mention: seven debuts. Um, in the Europa League for the West Ham first team, we started with five youngsters. The left back and the right back, Longo and Ashby, were probably our best players in that game. Sonny Perkins up front, didn't rate him. Um, stood on the defender and then was shouting that he couldn't get the ball. Uh, but but Elise and Baptiste did really well, and then two others come on. One of them was about two foot seven. Um, uh, but he, he he looked like he was just tearing about like a little terrier, which was quite good for the couple of minutes he got on. But we did lose to arguably uh. What's going to win the goal of the group stage? Um, lovely turn and, and, and scoop from Orsic. Tell his experience there. Um, and just generally from the first team players that were playing uh, and second stringers for West Ham, none of them did themselves any favour. And if I'm honest, I would sell a lot of them in January. Um, just, there was no effort. There was no effort. Uh, there was no leadership. And 
there was no desire to want to win, uh, which is a real shame. Uh, but we moved on to Burnley. We travelled all the way up there um, and met Sean Dyche's team. Now, just before kickoff, I did see that Ben Mee was playing. So I, that did sort of not instill fear in me, but I was be like, ah, because you know, with Tarkovsky and me, it's, they're difficult to break down. Um, so me came back. Pope had the game of his life um, and seemed to come back to form against us, which is un unfortunate for us. Um, and yeah, we just couldn't quite get it going. Antonio is not now scored in, I think, eight games, um, but he's getting in the right positions. So I don't think it's much his fault. Um, I just think he's, at some point it will, the, the, uh, the goals will start to draw in again. Uh, and that will happen. But we should have had a clear penalty. We should have had a clear penalty. Uh, it wasn't given by the on-field referee. Then John Moss, uh, the worthless piece of shit, he looked at it at VAR uh, and said, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Greg Dawson was kicked out of the air. Um, and if, if I'm honest, I think John Moss should be sacked as a professional referee because there's nothing professional about him. He is the most shite referee we have. Uh, and I will stick by that. We've got a few absolute bummer of, of, uh, <laughs> of a Premier League referee in a minute. But John Moss is the worst of the worst. And I can't stand the guy. Um, and again, it's decision after decision after decision that he gets wrong. Um, so, yeah, we did. We, it was nil-nil. I'll take a point. Um, because it's still positive, but we should have had a penalty. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when I was watching that, I I couldn't believe, and um, I think that calls for a VAR. bloody VAR, bloody VAR, bastard VAR. Um, that was one of those. I, I think that was an absolutely disgusting challenge. And I think when you look back at some of the decisions, um, granted they have got a, a bit more relaxed in terms of the decisions that are given as penalties this year compared to last year because Man United were getting penalties every game. Um, so I, I suppose from that aspect, they are trying to be a bit more lenient and giving the defenders a bit more um, leniency. But I, we've seen them give them for less. That's the, that's the most frustrating thing. The, here's the thing, right? And I'm, I'm glad you, you did that intro because... The, on the Saturday, we see Manchester City get a really soft penalty. We see Manchester United get a really soft penalty. And we see Chelsea get a really soft penalty, all to win the games because they were all struggling. Um, and, and for a lot softer than they've been given the rest of the season. And then you get that. It's just like, it goes to show so much that the, the, the corruption that's in it. And I know we, we sort of spoke about it in touch on it briefly. Does it happen? In my opinion, now it's, it's blatantly obvious now because they've come out and said, no, we've got every decision right. No, they haven't. What they should do is come out and say, actually, we got some of them wrong. Uh, hmm. We're sorry. We're going to sort of try our best. And I think most people would go, okay, you make a mistake every now and again. But the fact they, they just back every decision is just farcical. And well, we had the... We had the same issue last year. Yes. Um, with in terms of VAR decisions and stuff like that, and the, the I think the worst bit about it is is that you have former professionals watching these games as well, not even referees, 
former professionals are coming out and saying this is wrong this is disgusting why aren't they doing anything about this and they give us this bullshit about going through um further retraining and all this sort of stuff and granted for the first part of the season so far we had seen improvements to vr but the the old all mistakes that seem are creeping yeah. their way in. I mean, just going back to the Everton game. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, we we missed that game, didn't we, last week because of the um, uh, we recorded just before it went out. Obviously, it was a, a two-one defeat to us. But yeah. we were looking at um, <laughs> two VR decisions for um, not Richardson being yes. offside. First one, um, I think, even with the thicker lines, I think that one was correctly ruled offside. I can understand why he would be frustrated by that. Second one, no way was that offside. No. Not a chance. And and I think and, the, the first one, it, they, they show there's two different VAR angles. For one, it's clearly off, and for the other, it's clearly on. So which one did they look at? Obviously, the first hmm. or the second. But it's just like, where's the consistency in it? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's you lost. You still lost that game, didn't you? Hmm. And Richarlison took home the match ball, which I think he deserved. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he played out of his skin. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's just I, I, can't, I don't know where you go from there because I thought there's been times this season where we've been singing the praises of VAR and saying actually mm-hmm. it's starting to come right, and then it has to come down to bad refereeing. Um, the the refs are the people doing the VAR. They all know know the rules, yet they choose to uh, to make a controversy to make it so they've backed up their mate. Mm. Uh, because actually, if John Moss had turned and said, um, I "Don't want to say you're wrong, but go and have a look at it," because it, it happened quick in quick play, lots of bodies in it between him and the ball, then that's what he should have done. Instead, he just went, "No, you got that one right, mate." It was quite a clear and obvious error, which is what the mm. commentator said. It's what everyone said after the match. And it's just like, oh, my God. Why? Why are we not yeah. sticking to the basic principles? Even even as a neutral, as I said, I, I was absolutely outraged that, that that wasn't given, like I said, because we have seen it already that we have um, seen them given for, for a lot less. Mm. Uh, this season especially so um yeah it's it's very frustrating i mean just from watching that game there's a lot of positives that you can take out of that as you said earlier nick pope had the game of his life he was absolutely outstanding and definitely kept burnley in it um you weren't or i can't even remember how many shots he had um and i think even for the ones that hit the the woodwork that don't count as being on target I mean, Declan Rice was so close um, with one of his shots, and it, it, that was a proper dip at that one. Um, it, it was just, unfortunately for for West Ham, it was just one of those games yeah. that, granted, decisions weren't going for you, but it, you just didn't get the rub of the green uh, on that one. And I think we we could have played for another two hours, and we still wouldn't have scored. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it was just one then. But but when you look at Burnley, they're okay. They're in the relegation places. They've had a few key players out, as in Ben Mee, um, uh, and they're still getting, they're grinding out draws. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think they'll be all right. I think the big thing comes is James Tarkovsky has sort of said, I want to join West Ham um, in, at the end of the season. So he's out of contract, so they may sell him to us 
in January, which would be good. Uh, but he didn't play like that. He played for Burnley because I want to win with Burnley. I play for Burnley today. Mm. There's no guarantee. And I think that's something you don't see very often in a player, um, mm. which is, I think, really good. Um, but that leads us on to some predictions because each week we do make a prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we had the, the Everton one, so maybe you can give us an update on that. Then we had, uh, obviously, West Ham, Burnley and Arsenal, Southampton. Uh, and this yep. week, we've got another three games. Yes. So, just so recapping from yep. the week before, as I said, the um, the Everton game was the game outstanding. Both of us had an Everton, sorry, for an Arsenal win. You had 3-0, I had 2-0. Uh, it was 2-1 to Everton. I think rightly so. They definitely wanted it more. So, Ian, you get a point for the whole week. Um, so that was two weeks ago. Uh, looking at last week's predictions, so Arsenal versus Southampton, you had 2-2, I had 2-1, and it was a 3-0. And for Burnley versus West Ham, it you had 2-3, so Burnley 2, West Ham 3. I had Burnley 1, West Ham 3. Obviously, it was a 0-0, so no points there. Um, so a point for me for getting the correct result at uh, Arsenal-Southampton. Not the correct score, so that's a point for me. Zero for you. So that moves us on to the totals. Uh, Ian, you are currently sitting on 24, and I am sitting on 24. It's so all to play for. Go. All still Indeed. to play for. And that leads us on to arguably uh, one of the biggest fixtures of the season for us, most certainly. Um, Arsenal versus West Ham. Yes. It's at your gaff. Yes. Uh, but that means nothing. Um, nope. So give us a little, give us some, give us some faults. Give us some faults. Okay. So Martin Erdegaard, I think he needs to start for us. He's in uh, a great run of form at the moment. Scored three goals in the last three games and got a couple of assists as well. Um, we have, or oh, we did see the return of Kieran Tierney. Um, I thought he was absolutely <coughs> brilliant, bombing down the wings. Oh, granted, he did, did play against Everton, but didn't play the full 90 minutes. However, got the full 90 under his belt against uh, Southampton. Yep. Sorry, my brain fart. Um, one person that we did see an introduction of uh, was Nicolas Pepe. Aubameyang was admitted from the squad due to um, disciplinary reasons that we are led to believe. Uh, he had agreed a personal day in order to uh, go to Barcelona, get a tattoo, returned later than expected. And apparently Mikel Arteta is having, taking no more of his bullshit. But isn't, as... that, isn't that the second time he's been admitted for disciplinary issues this year? Yep. It's not good for your highest earner, is it? And our captain. And your captain. Um, so there's a lot of outcry at the moment for him to be stripped of his captaincy. Yep. Um, obviously, Mikel Arteta is trying to instill a philosophy. And I think it's a very poor example that our captain is leading for the, the younger players. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks as if potentially he might be on his way out as well. Um, I have heard rumours that he may be sold in January. Um, but that remains to be seen. Uh, we big have... money moved to Newcastle. He's uh, the only people <laughs> yeah. who can afford his wages. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very tough game. I'm hoping that the, the home advantage will... Um, Stand us in good stead. We have, we did have a, a pretty ropey game against Everton, but I think that's now 28 games at the Emirates that we are undefeated. 
Um, again, so I'm hoping that that stands us in good stead. Um, I th- West Ham are definitely going to be up for this game because mm-hmm. of the disappointing result at the weekend. But I think getting back to winning ways for us will lead us on, and I am going to go for a 3-2 win to Arsenal. Ooh. See, now here's the thing, right? If if Kurt Zuma wasn't injured, Ben Johnson wasn't injured, and Old Bonner wasn't injured, I'd say we'd storm this game uh, and keep clean sheet. Um, all, the, all three of those players are out. So Diop came in and played quite well. Craig Dawson came in and played quite well. Um, and we've got, obviously, Cresswell and I think Matthew Arco actually started against Burnley. Hmm. Um, and Soufal. So we're not short of decent players, uh, but not the top echelons of of uh, defenders for West Ham. So I do think you're going to score in this one. On the other hand, um, I think Ramsdale won't be as successful as Pope at keeping us out for 90 minutes. Um, and I think, as you said, we'll have a point to prove and come out all guns blazing. Um, and I think Aubameyang is going to come back into the fold, which, if I'm honest, I think makes you a weaker team. Uh, I don't think he's as prolific as what he once was. He's not as quick as what he once was. Um, so, okay, yes, he still knows where the goal is and has got an eye for it, but actually, if we played you two seasons ago and he, was in the, he wasn't in the team, I'd go, good. Now I'm thinking, get him in the team. Um <laughs> Kieran Tierney, obviously, he's coming back from a few... I don't know how long he's been out. How long was he out for? Uh, it was about five or six weeks. So It was just a kind of like a reoccurring yeah. and injury. So He's going to have a race against Jared Bowen up and down that pitch for as long as his body can hold out. Um, I think defensively he's better than Tavares. Um, but I think Jared Bowen... We'll get the better of him because he's not fully match fit. Um, same, Lanzini's played well in the middle, so we've now got this sort of abundance of players. Uh, ben Rama, Fornells, Lanzini are all sort of in decent form that are vying to get there. Uh, and when one gets tired, it's almost a seamless transition to the next. And then you've got Declan Rice, who's just on, he's on another level this year. He's going forward more. Suchek, obviously, he's covering more defensively, but will run for days. I think we're going to beat you three one, mate. I think we've we've got a, we've got a, a, I think a, uh, Antonio's going to come back into scoring form and get a few goals, and then yeah. But I, I don't think we're going to keep a clean sheet here. Three one. See, I th- it's interesting you say that actually, just because we've got obviously Saka is playing brilliantly. Emil yep. Smith Rowe, I think he's coming <coughs> out with a, a niggly, but should be back in. Um, Martinelli obviously coming to replace uh, Aubameyang on the wings and Emil Smith-Rowe and Martinelli did everything but score yeah. um, against Southampton um, obviously Granit Xhaka is now back in the team although I'm a little bit kind of dubious about that one Sambi Lukonga I think has been brilliant for us yeah. uh, this season he's definitely one for the future there's a, a couple of mistakes in this game but, but he's still a young lad um, isn't he yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he's like twenty-three. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It's definitely gonna be an interesting one. I do think here's the thing: if Aubameyang's in the squad, I think it's my scoreline. If he's not, I think it's yours. Okay. 
that's 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 the difference <laughs> I think. He, but it's a, it's a huge swing of, of goals. But I I do think he makes you worse. And it, uh, on recent form, I definitely agree with you. Um, um, I think your your younger players, and I've said it for a number of seasons, are phenomenal. And they all have that drive to want to get on the ball and run at players, which when you look at Saka, Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, as a front three, you go, I don't really want to play them. Can we have someone else? Can we have a Lacazette and then Ketia and then a Bamiyang? Because that's much <laughs> easier to deal with because they don't run as much. Um, mm. But I, I just, I feel like it's a big game, London derby. We, we've done quite well in the London derbies uh, and against the big teams sort of this year. So I think we're all going to be another another notch on the belt, so to speak. Well, if I think if we win this game, I think that takes us above you or equal on points. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I know we're still ahead of okay. you. I think we got, obviously, we've only getting a point. You may be correct there. I think it's either level on points or it is... Uh, oh, some money falling there, me pocket. Let's have a look, shall we? So... The, the, the table as it stands now is uh, West Ham are on 28 points, Manchester United on 27, and Arsenal are on 26. So if you beat us, you would go above us. Um, Manchester United obviously got an undeserved three points at the weekend. Uh, so it shouldn't be there. Tottenham are not playing anyone, so they've got a few games in hand, which is not great. But we've beaten all the people above us this season so far. So... Not too bad. Um, that moves us quite nicely on to the next game, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Which follows so Saturday. on Saturday, which is West Ham Norwich. Yep. So it's, it's very hard to predict sometimes with, um, uh, obviously, the games coming with a, an in-betweener, that makes sense. Uh, because, mm -hmm. obviously, if you get absolutely tonked, that can have a... a quite a, a boost or, or, or foul on morale obviously injuries so it's a little bit harder to predict but what i have to say is watching norwich play man united i think norwich actually played really well um and i think they deserved something out of that game um they didn't deserve to concede a very soft penalty um so i think they will come at it with the same sort of attitude because what have they got to lose um, and I think it's going to be potentially a hard game, um, but I still think we're going to have too much for them and we're going to beat them 2-1. Okay, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with this, with this one. Obviously, since... Uh, I can't remember his fucking name. Aston Villa boss, X. Dean Smith. Thank you. Since he's coming to Norwich, he's definitely, definitely seen an upturn in form for Norwich, um, which just, I think, goes to show that over possibly the course of um, this season, I mean, we saw uh, Wagner in the, um, in the Premier League previously, and I think they were one of the worst sides, and they were up and straight back down. So he's definitely a championship manager. I think when Norwich got promoted... Uh, this season, they should have kind of parted ways and then looked to recruit a more experienced manager. Yeah. However, saying that, um, <coughs> looking at some of the performances that Norwich have put out recently, I think they've been a bit unfortunate with a couple of the results. But um, I think you have definitely seen improvements. Yeah. Um, I think depending on what happens on Wednesday, 
um, because it's a fairly quick turnaround, obviously, with the, the Christmas period coming up. Um, I think this is going to be a potential banana skin for West Ham. Um, I don't mean a loss, but I think Norwich are going to do well because they seem to have kind of like bolstered up really well defensively, which I think for Norwich is one of the things that they've been lacking. Um certainly in the Premier League or the recent Premier League era is the um, the lack of defensive capabilities. And obviously we've seen some improvements and he's managed to get them kind of bolstered up a bit. I'm going to go for 1-1 on this one. Fair enough. If we get, if we get beaten by you, I'll take a draw against Norwich um, just to sort of not compound, not continually losing. Um, but then we have a very interesting game after that. Arsenal versus Leeds. Yes, we have a 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, I've got to be honest, this again could be a banana skin fixture. Um, sorry, this is Leeds versus Arsenal, not Arsenal Leeds. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it's again, Leeds are a, a team that have been a bit hit, hit missing form um, this season. Um, but when they play well, they play really, really well. Um, obviously, obviously, just coming off the back of a loss against Chelsea, as you mentioned, um, quite unfortunate in that game. So they they can go toe-to-toe with some of the big hitters in the Premier League. Not saying that we're big hitters by any, way, any stretch of the imagination. I think our, our position is kind of reflective of where we are at the moment. Yep. Um, this, for me, is going to depend on how much or what, result we have against you boys yeah um from going from my score prediction i think there's going to be excuse me it's going to be a lot of pressure on us to have effectively three win three wins three consecutive wins on a bounce um and leads like i said they can put up a really good fight um i i'm gonna go for a draw on this one it's away from home yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for 1-1 on this one, I think. See, I've gone 2-1 leads for the fact of they are hard-working, so you're going to have a hard game, a tough game against us, physical game against us. Then you've got to play Leeds, another physical team, um, who will be say, itching to get a few results together. They're, they're in, they've sort of hit a little bit of form at the minute as well, had a few key players come back. And I think... Your style sort of plays into their hands. They're not great when when you've got that really high line, high press, very direct football played against them. Um, where obviously you are pressing more, um, but you, you're not so direct in a, as many words. Um, so I think you'll struggle and go down two one. I think it's a fair point, and obviously we saw with Everton. Um, started the game really poorly, I think, against us. And I think we were lucky, or Everton were lucky, 1-0 down in the first half. Yeah. Um, but you could see, and I, I kind of made this prediction just before we went live, that um, if Everton come at us, then we are going to struggle. Any any team that comes at, us, comes at us and plays that high-pressing game, yeah. we, we don't seem to like it. We get bullied off the ball. We get put under pressure, give the ball away. So it's it is it is a tough one. Um, like I said, I think it very much depends on the score against West Ham. If we lose against West Ham, I think that will be a win for us. If we win, 
I'm going to go for a draw or a loss. But for my prediction, we're going to go for a draw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that. Um, let us know what your predictions are for those games in obviously the comment section below. Uh, I have put a link as well in the description for you to be able to go and vote for the Europa League goal of the group stage. There is a save Ben Rama goal in there, so uh, I think he is fully deserved to win that award. Um, have you got any other items on the agenda, uh, as, as some people would say, for this week's podcast, Mike? Uh, no, I think I'm covered. Um, yeah. The only other thing, I, I don't know if it's this weekend um, or the weekend just gone, I can't remember. Uh, Jake Paul was meant to be fighting Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury pulled out. I don't think he'll ever hear the end of it. So it's uh, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley too. Just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, that's this weekend or the weekend after. I can't remember. Where, where, where is that one? Uh, it's probably in America somewhere, mate. Do we get? Should we get catch a flight, I, I, mate? I got. I got, I got <laughs> married. I got the money left. What are you on? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> those sorts of things were happening when I when I was I was still <laughs> legally single, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not it's not gonna happen. I might I might try and catch a horrible stream of it somewhere in Mexican or something, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So until next week, you need there's, there's there's three jobs. There's vote for save Ben Rama. There's uh, comment your score predictions, and most importantly, subscribe to the channel. They're your three jobs this week people who are listening uh but thank you very much if you've got this far uh i've been ian i've been mike uh, and we will see you next week when mike's crying because we've beat him bye